head is heavy It's dark and hard to see I can barely swallow Buried in the deep There's a feeling in my gut And I can recall everything that's ever happened to me When I take my last breath and I finally go to sleep Remember what I taught you Mind your manners Always say please but don't bow down nobody Bloom where you planted and don't take anything for granted Good things don't come easy, don't expect that they do The wind will guide you My head is heavy It's dark and hard to see I can barely swallow Buried in the deep My head is heavy Swallow, buried in the deep. Hey. There's an ache in my bones, and I can recall everything that's ever called me home. When I take my last breath and I finally go to sleep. Trust that I love you
You're listening to a special podcast produced by UMFM 101.5 in partnership with the Winnipeg Folk Festival. Running Thursday, July 6th through Sunday, July 9th at Picturesque Birds Hill Park, Winnipeg Folk Festival is a celebration of people and music that has been one of North America's premier outdoor music festivals for over 40 years. I'm Bruce Tulloch, host of Beer for Breakfast, and this episode spotlights Julian Taylor. You may remember Julian Taylor from his former band Staggered Crossing, with whom he had a pair of top ten hits. Since then, his musical journey has paralleled his personal journey of self-discovery. As a solo artist, he has been on high rotation on CBC Music, nominated for a slew of awards including a Juno and a Polaris Prize. And in 2021, he took home the Canadian Folk Music Award for Solo Artist of the Year. He's got a great voice, writes insightful lyrics and catchy melodies. He's an all-around wonderful person. Say hi to him at FolkFest and be sure to check out all things JT at juliantaylormusic.com. We just heard Opening the Sky from his latest critically acclaimed album, Beyond the Reservoir. Julian Taylor will be performing at Snowberry Field Saturday, July 8th from 12.30 to 1.30 p.m., as well as a main stage tweener set Friday night, July 7th. For the full lineup, a complete list of set times. To purchase tickets and for more information on the Winnipeg Folk Festival, visit winnipegfolkfestival.ca. Welcome, Julian Taylor. How are you, sir? I'm very well. The way you put it that way, it sounds extremely impressive, but, uh, I, I, you know, I, uh, I'm just happy to be uh, able to create music and, and have people listen to it. So, wow. Nice to hear your voice. Nice to see you again. Thanks, Julian. Yeah, like, uh, well, not to see you, we've but, been you friends know. for a long time, and I, I've witnessed this whole journey, and yeah, it is impressive. And the first word that comes to mind, though, is journey, or journeys. Being in a rock band is a journey in and of itself. But that was just the start, and since then, you've discovered your own sound, developed your own career, and have someone who calls you dad. Tell us about all these journeys coalescing into the person in music that is Julian Taylor. Oh, wow. That's a heavy question. Um, as far as uh, my music is concerned, all I can tell you is that over the last 25 years, I've pretty much tried to do uh, the same thing in terms of tell stories and write the best melodies and uh, allegories that I possibly can. When I go back and look at my catalog, it seems to be the one song, the songs that people gravitate to the most are the ones that tell stories or the, the ones that have an allegory or, or sort of soulful message to them, which is nice because I've got uh, a slew of them. I think I've published almost 200 songs so far. And something interesting, you know, that is... Uh, you say the favorites of the of the people and, and the audience and your fans are, are there any songs that surprise you there's always a song that everybody loves and, and the artist says really uh, uh, further again is that one for me the first one i ever released actually you didn't peg that as a hit the first time i not heard it. not at all no in fact we put it out because we didn't think it was a hit you, you haven't done anything the uh traditional way have you <laughs> no, I, I know. Everybody tells you that you should put out your first song and it should be, you know, something upbeat, which further again was. And the record company all said, you know, we don't expect this to do much. We're just introducing it to people and introducing the band to everyone. And that was the runaway hit. Everybody had thought that A Million Works of Art, the second single, was the big hit. And it was the medium hit. You've, you've played a few city landmarks, a couple that aren't even here that people still 
reminisce about and oh I wish I were a little bit older so I could have played like the the Albert the zoo you've played the Bert soon you're you know in, in a few weeks you're going to be at the Winnipeg Folk Festival that's an institution but your yeah, last visit is the, uh, is the pyramid still there too the pyramid's still here yes okay that yeah I'm not find that um there was another place that we played years ago Oh, man, I can't remember what it was. Jeremy's got, got a great re- uh, memory. He's the drummer from Sega Crossing. He's got a great memory. And there was another sort of sports bar that was also a music bar in town that we played. It was like a Power 97 party. Mm. I don't remember. I vaguely remember that show. Yeah, no, that bar isn't here anymore. <laughs> what was it? Do you remember? I can't even remember the name. I remember vaguely where it was. It's uh, funny how things happen like that, and sad how how the venues have disappeared. But fortunately, here in Winnipeg, there's been new ones to come up. It's been pretty dire in Toronto, I know. Oh yeah, it really has been uh, very dire here. But it's it's getting better. I mean, things are starting to to feel a little bit more normal. One one. Uh, Winnipeg landmark that I'd like to talk about is your last visit here was an invite to the Canadian Museum of Human Rights. And I mm-hmm. would think that more than venues or awards, that would seem to me to be the, the most overwhelming as well as validating for an artist as an artist and a person. Yeah, for sure. Um, when you get those kind of invitations, it does um, resonate in a different sort of way. Um, how to explain the feeling is really um, kind of euphoric, but also there's a great uh, sense of responsibility behind it. I've sort of worked very hard to stand up for what I believe in and stand up for people uh, that I believe in and causes that I believe in. And I really haven't, you know, faltered in that. Um, That's, that's sort of where my, my, uh, my, my allegiance to the human race lies and, and to be recognized for, those efforts is, is pretty insane. Um, I don't really know how to explain it other than to say that it's a huge honor and a great privilege. And the next word I would use that, that comes off of that is empowered. <clears throat> Artists too often get lost in the shuffle of the business. They're financially exploited, whether they're huge or indie, and they even lose rights to their own songs. And <clears throat> We're warning you, boy, it's a vicious game. Now, you have fought <sighs> tooth and nail for what's rightfully yours, and you've won. In t- uh, 2001, Staggered Crossing helped amend the Canadian bankruptcy law and uh, uh, part of the Copyright Act right after being dropped by the label. And then just a couple of years ago, the, the, the truly empowering event, you gained the rights to your entire catalog. Well, I guess if you live long enough, you, uh, you'll be able to see that. But uh, I'm just joking. I... Um... In 2001, the, the bankruptcy law thing, we can't take full credit for that. Um, certainly the lawyer, Peter Steinmetz, who, who uh, was behind that case, was definitely the person who uh, pushed that motion forward. We did have help from the Tragically Hip. We had help from Eddie Schwartz and, and, and some others that were all caught up in this bankruptcy with uh, this deal called the Song Corporation, where our publishing was locked into that. And what stated was that any unpublished works would be able to be used as an asset for the, the, the purchase or the sale of the bankrupt company. Um, 
which meant that uh, any artist, be it uh, an author or a musician or songwriter or painter, would lose the rights to their, their work that had never been exploited. Um, so I didn't think that was fair. Um, my friends didn't think that was fair. And, and luckily, we were able to convince uh, a few other people that it wasn't fair. And we also had people who uh, felt the same. And we all fought that. And, and we did win, changing the uh, bankruptcy law on the Canadian Charter, which was pretty... I think that's one of my biggest moments, really. That, that's quite a feather in the cap. You know, no, no matter no matter how what your metrics are, and you've gained. Also, we mentioned you gained control and the rights to your own to your entire catalog. That's got to feel wonderful. It feels pretty good. I make I make some money from my own musics. <laughs> I you know I, I I can't think of anything worse than other people profiting from your creativity. But we're not going to go down the negative because it's Folk Fest weekend and it's there everything. There is no negative. That we... I think that even if that was the case, there's a lot to learn from, from any specific um, scenario that you find yourself in. That's, that's really what it comes down to. And the scenario you find yourself into is giving back. As, you, as we've talked along, there's so many examples. Uh, but right now... Uh, your when it could be all about you and your debut at the Winnipeg Folk Festival and this stage you're on and look at me now, you continue to give back as a mentor in the Stingray Young Performers Program. What, what, what are your thoughts and ideas going into this? Did you have a mentor? Did you ever think of yourself as a mentor? Other, you know, How does dad play into that? I think that it plays into the fact that after 25 years of creating music, playing music, producing music, uh, running my own business as an independent artist. I've managed my own career independently for almost, actually over two decades now. And um, I think I have a couple of pearls of wisdom to offer anybody who will listen. I also know that everything changes uh, on a really rapid you know, pace. Uh, and learning is one of the things that I really uh, enjoy. Uh, not only learning uh, from my mistakes, but, you know, watching and, and seeing other people do what they have to do to get by uh, and speaking to them and learning from them. And, yeah, me being a mentor is one thing, but uh, I don't know if this is the right word in the English language, mentee, um, but I learn a lot from the people that I'm mentoring. Probably, you know, I remember teaching guitar lessons for the first time and uh, just how much I learned about actually how much I knew about the guitar, but I wasn't accessing through my own practices. But once you sit in front of other people who ask questions and you're trying to, they're trying to access some sort of knowledge from you, whether you know it or not, it sort of seeps through in some sort of wonderful way. And I, I really appreciate that. That's so it's, it's really a symbiotic learning experience that I, uh, I'm drawn to. Have you ever had a mentor? Um, I guess I've had a few, um, never in, in the way where like they've sat down with me, one on one in in that in the way that I'm about to, but yeah, I've had people that I've admired and respected and asked for advice from. Sure, you know, and Ron Hines being one, um, Tony Springer being another, Colin Linden, Jim Cuddy, my dad, my mom. Yeah, I guess I've had a lot of mentors, my cousins, people that uh, I trust. Well, we trust it's going to be a great 
event at the the Folk Fest. Are you are you doing it solo or are you bringing a band? Both. I'll do a couple solo sets and I will have a band. It, it'll be a delight to see you guys back again in, in Winnipeg. Too bad you couldn't be here more often, but we'll take the Winnipeg Folk Festival. Julian I'll Taylor. take it too, man. <laughs> Julian Taylor, thanks for joining us today. What song should we leave the listeners with today? I'd Love Moonlight. It's the first song on uh, Beyond the Rest Bar. It was the last song on the record that I put on the record, and it's something that tells a wonderful story. It's it's very heart-wrenching, the whole record, I think, and, and I think, for me, it's therapeutic, and I hope it is for other people as well. It, it is a very touching album, and Moonlight is the perfect soundtrack to the Folk Fest. There's nothing like the moon coming up on main stage. Thanks, Jillian. Thanks, Bruce. It's great to hang out with you. It is. I'm Bruce Tulloch, and you've been enjoying a special podcast spotlighting Julian Taylor, who will be performing on Saturday, July 8th at the Winnipeg Folk Festival, plus a tweener on the 7th. To hear more featured artists, visit umfm.com, and be sure to visit winnipegfolkfestival.ca to get tickets to this great event running July 6th through 9th at Birds Hill Park. Until then, be good, have fun, stay motivated.
see me But I didn't want to be me So I shed my skin And became a restless hollow shadow Trying to fit in Skipping stones on the water Watching ripples alter The relative cognizance Seeps into our very own relevance And culture Make us fluid. 